0: Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, this week on AEW2 Dynamite Dudes, we return, and it's falling a memorable AEW Dynamite. We break down plenty on this episode, including Wardlow's TNT Championship win, plus favorite of the show, Claudio Castanogli is finally in AEW, Jon Moxley as the interim world champ, thoughts on Forbidden Door, The Aftermath, and more, Christian Cage and Lucha Source turn heel, the speculation behind MJF, FTR running rough shot, and, hey, we talk Vince McMahon, and what that means for AEW, plus ROH, plus so, so much more as we return this week on 2, 2, hey, say it, 2 Dynamite Dudes. Yeah, baby. But I am here on WrestleZone.com to do two, but it's just one for the moment, Dynamite Dudes with the D'Angelo brothers. I'm one of the D'Angelo brothers. Marcus will be here in soon. He said he's going to be late, so he will be joining us soon enough while big-timing us already on our return back to the show. Jeez Louise. Um, yes, but I am here, and we're here to talk some AEW action going down. Uh, hello to everybody we are live and we will be taking questions here and throughout the rest of the show uh as i get caught up on a lot of different things it's been a while it's been some time been some time over a month i looked since we were last on and uh it's good to see folks back in here like nesha john howard stephen chambers who is having a birthday happy birthday stephen and uh yes so let's join in on the time happening here uh yes so let's, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot to cover. Marcus and I have not been on for well over a month, and a lot has happened in that month. Holy cats, from Forbidden Door to Claudio Castanogli showing up to um, an interim champion is crowned. Uh, we also have uh, Death Before Dishonor coming up. Jeez, uh, and, hey, we kicked it off this Wednesday with Warlow becoming the new TNT champion. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Do you think that this is the right step moving forward with Wardlow. I was getting very good vibes. I was getting Goldberg United States champion vibes kind of from all this. I thought it was, um, it's the right move. Uh, a lot of the things I had, I was a little co- uh, conscientious and curious of like, is Wardlow's shine starting to wear because of just the situation surrounding, not just with MJF, but the positioning that he's being put in, uh, I was not a fan of the whole plaintiff's thing. I was kind of excited to see it, but the execution of it didn't left a lot to be desired, and I, I did not like that. And I was curious, where the fans going to turn on it, turn on him, turn on the whole angle, turn on his build? That um, didn't. I, by all accounts, Rochester was wild for Wardlow, and um, I think he's right on the right direction and on the right path. I know Marcus should be fired. I agree with that. Yeah, um, well, Wardlow's money, I think. Um, man, a lot of good people tuned in. John Howard, DJ, everybody's back. The whole the gang's back together, everybody. You got to love it. You got to love it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the match that they had, uh, Scorpio Sky, I think the, the setup for, um, hold on, grab my water. I think the setup for, uh, you know, it being a street fight and um, a lot of it, I think, was just positioning to get Wardlow, give Wardlow some fodder, right? Like America's top team, you had Dan Lambert on there being a degenerate, as usual. You, you had um, uh, Ethan Page being on ringside. So I think this was like tools of the trade to kind of utilize and get Wordo over and furthermore. Um, you know, I hot potato in the TNT title. I was kind of like for certain aspects of it. I was going to be like, okay, if you're going to give somebody like Scorpio Sky this title back, like give him a run. He deserves it. Um, position him in the right way. And, and make it happen. But like again, it got hot potatoed. The I don't want to say it's damaged, but you have to build it back up. You gotta build the TNT title back up. And I think if you put it on Wardlow, make them hold it for a while, a long while, make them not lose it. So like uh I'm using the I'll use the example of MLW uh with uh Alexander Hammerstone. He started off the national open champion which is basically if you wanted to make a comp the tnt title for major league wrestling and he was the he was the inaugural champion and he never lost it he never lost it and he went to become the the mlw world champion beating jacob Tha too and then that's when he relinquished that title so i think if you're going to do that uh in aew i think you should do that with warlow you know uh same trajectory makes plenty of sense Uh, Goldberg did not lose his United States title either. This just makes perfect sense to kind of do with Wardlow, you know, if you don't want him to win the world title for a long time, do that, but don't have him lose the TNT title because you want to keep the prestige of having that championship and make him slay some massive dragons that are on his level or like even like bigger, like, you know, you have to have him knock some, some credible stars out. And if that means like somebody like um, uh, I'll just try to think of some people like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brian Danielson, um, a John Moxley down that road when they're not champions, uh, then you do it. Because I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, is if you want to build homegrown talent, Wardlow is a homegrown start for AEW. I mean, you know, he went to um, the ICW or wait, no, I'm sorry, IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel which is based out of um, Pittsburgh, right? So uh, we're, we over here are familiar with them. But, uh, yeah, I th- this is basically Wardlow's company. So um, b- build him. Build him. Make it happen. Uh, but, yes. Uh, oh, Wardlow versus Brian Cage. See, now that would be a good start. That would be a very good start, John Howard. Uh, you know, Brian Cage, you know, he's he was kind of almost a Wardlow vibe, right? We, we were kind of thinking when he came in, and then he just wasn't utilized for whatever reason. And however it happened uh you know um i know so you guys gotta help me out here a little bit so i know tolly blanchard showed up on um on rampage but i did not watch rampage and to be forthright too i did not watch all of dynamite i was catching up here uh just a little right before as uh, i was bouncing between doing social media work and all that bullshit whatever but um yes Hell, was did Brian Cage show up here? Uh, was he in the fold here? Was there with uh, Tully Blanchard? Was he shown? Because um, I saw him with, uh, with the with the two big guys that, that Tully Blanchard is running with now, and so um, yeah. Nesha says she was gonna fire both if he hadn't been on today. Yep, I know, right? I mean, it's high high time to do it. Uh, let's see what Richard Mercy did. I'd love to see Warlow do open challenge every week and build back up. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good good way to do it. Good thing to get started with him. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's very, um, I think it's kind of imperative to do in a lot of ways. Um, you know, because that's what the, the identity of the TNT title really was too, with like Cody Rhodes uh, defending it every week. And then Darby Allin picked that up. Um, I think even Brody Lee, when he had it, did a little bit as well. So, um, you know, I think you have to establish that identity. And to kind of go off on that, Um, There was the All-Atlantic title. That was another thing that happened since Marcus last on, was that um, the All-Atlantic title got introduced and won and crowned a champion. So uh, Pac is that champion. And uh, I know Tony Khan said, I want to say, what podcast was he on? It might have been like the Masked Man podcast, the one through The Ringer, I think it was, where he mentioned that uh, the plan is to have Pac defend that overseas. So, I mean, I was kind of against having another singles title that, um, you know, uh, is just kind of like, okay, it's in the mix, but like, hey, you only have one show that you're running here. You know, one, one. I mean, you have Rampage and stuff like that, but you have subtitles that you want to keep selected. You don't want to oversaturate the market, especially if you're introduced to Trios title, uh, maybe a mixed tag, I don't know, uh, kind of championship. But this one kind of, I can get behind this one a little bit. If you're defending it overseas, and it's more so like an international kind of belt, which it's giving that vibe, obviously. The whole tournament had that kind of vibe. So, um, but yeah, if you can hear my cat, that's Razor, my new cat. Uh, Dusty since passed away. But uh, Razor is following in his footsteps. He was meowing and also being a positive distraction, I would say, on the show. Um, But let's get some comments in here while we wait for degenerate brother Marcus. Try to pull these up. These are uh, what's the, this whole uh, interface is acting weird right now. Jeez. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm going to wait. I got to be patient. But um, yes, I think uh, kicking it off uh, with Wardlow was a good step, you know, a really good step. Um, Let's see. I prefer. Yeah. I agree with you, Nesha. I mean, if I had to pick between, um, between one of the, the, the all Atlantic title in the trios, like one of those happening, I think it would have been more for the trios just because, you had um, you have the uh, uh, surplus of talent on your on your card, and if you want to position some of them in the right way, made sense. You had a lot of factions, but in that same light, they've kind of pushed the factions to the back burner a little bit, right? You do have the Blackpool Combat Club, and you have um, the Jericho Appreciation Society, and I think I mean the Andrade Family Office. You don't really hear about that. They seem to kind of dispersed right with roosh coming in and everything like that so um yeah i you know maybe um the lack of factions now kind of doesn't make sense maybe to have a trios almost so you know but i yeah initially i would do oh oh well well look at this look at who we have here he's coming in making to tie into my other uh my other show the hot tag we got marcus coming in if he pops up here i don't know what's going on with my interface here this act is kind of weird Oh, here we, here
1: we go. Well I'm here, man.
0: Wow. Oh wow. well, hello. That. I gotta do all this adjusted on the fly here. With the thanks, Marcus, you know, for gracing us with your presence.
1: Oh man, you know, it's I knew that the show I was gonna bail, but I was like, this show is gonna absolutely suck It'll if suck I'm not involved. If you're not here. Hmm. Right. Well so I, here here I am, Dom. Wow, it's it's an
0: honor and privilege to have you, Marcus of Ad Free Shows. A man of many hats over there uh join me this low life this this scum of the earth just trying to make ends meet by wearing a lot of hats but for a lot of different outlets I uh thank you for- uh
1: dummy, rambling well rambling. what are we what are we talking about here
0: <laughs> we were talking about orlo as the TNT champion and uh kicking off dynamite in that uh
1: manner what did you think of all that Marcus well, I'll tell you this, Dom, you know, I've been wanting to record for weeks and you just keep ducking me, dodging. Uh, we've missed out on a lot hey, of Hey, lot we're of talking topics. about Wardlow here now. A lot so, of plenty um, of topics, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, when it comes to Wardlow, it's, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, you know, obviously the guy's got a great look, great size, great ability, uh, which is, all, you know, they're all things that we've kind of gone over. Um, now it's, it just comes down to what do you do with them? Uh, is like, you know, you've got this kind of unstoppable monster. Uh, situation going on inevitably eventually people are people will turn against it uh if you do this for too long so uh, they've kind of worked themselves into an interesting situation with it um same very much the same as jade cargill right so, Great. uh, it's should be interesting to see how it goes. Nesha already fired me today, but she missed me. Appreciate it, Nesha. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to see you. It's hey, I wish
0: Stephen a happy birthday, too.
1: Stephen, Stephen Chambers. Stephen Chambers, happy birthday, man. Glad we mm-hmm. could, uh, glad we could give you, uh, this, this pitiful excuse for a birthday gift by, uh, <laughs> by getting together to do this podcast for what? what Dom, how long has it been? Like five? Years? It's been over a month. So, like, I think
0: July. Well, it's July right now. So it was like June, early, very early June we last did a show.
1: I need everybody to know that that's not because of me. It's literally all because of Dominic. I was pretty much ready to record that entire Marcus time. Marcus
0: was, know. I, I have to say Marcus was ready to roll. He was mm-hmm. ready to roll. This yep. was
1: on me these past couple of weeks. So fire me. If you want to yep. fire somebody, fire me. Five five weeks, Dom. Five weeks. five weeks, we would get specific. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, – I really, it's just the, that's a conundrum you find yourself in. John Howard's saying, let's get Wardlow versus Big Show. I mean, let me tell you, if you want to build this guy, uh, have him beat the shit out of the Big Show. Have him beat the shit out of Mark Henry, to John's point again. Um, Brody King, another great one. Um, oh, the, the DJ saying maybe Brody King dethrones him. Um, you know, what I would like to see down the road is, like, you know – you is this unstoppable force so it's like I think it'd be interesting to see him against John Moxley another dude who's like this kind of a yeah, kick-ass yeah. guy how about Claudio Castanogli? uh I would like okay. to see Claudio be the one to maybe unseat him
0: well let me let me get you let me get your thoughts on this so if you were if you were booking Wardlow and you wanted to make this his trajectory and his rise kind of like execute properly what how would you what would you do? What would you do? Because I before you jumped on, I gave my pitch, so I want to get your perspective on what what you would get.
1: Um, see if it's similar to mine. Well, um, I think I think it's an interesting situation to be in, where it, it's it's a cool thing, and fans are behind it. That it's like he's this monster, he's this undefeated guy. Um, I I think it's really easy for fans to change their mind with this kind of thing, um, especially so, nowadays.
0: You think the the current climate of how people consume media. Is detrimental to how you know you would book somebody kind of like Wardlow back in when we were growing up, say?
1: Sure, I mean you know because people were getting annoyed with Goldberg when they were seeing him once a week on TV. Now you've got unlimited exposure to Wardlow, all things Wardlow, all the time. It's this, and they can be hyping it. So here's how I would handle the situation, Dominic, and that's I would make his streak last for so long that it it did annoy people, and then I would have him play into that. And be and slowly so more slowly morph from this like fun baby face like hey this guy's unstoppable I love this guy to like I cannot fucking wait until this guy loses because yeah, like just have him keep have him keep winning and have him start to get annoying about it like I will never be beaten nobody yeah. on this roster is good enough to beat me and just like put him against a guy like CM Punk where everybody's like okay he's gonna lose to CM Punk nope beats him it, like just make him so annoying. As, as, and I think it would be a fun way to turn him into a heel. Wow, I kind of like that, Marcus. You know, mm-hmm. um that was sort of kind of what I said. But basically,
0: like, I was thinking more of the babyface line and thinking more. And I guess I wasn't thinking more so to the benefit of Wardlow. I was thinking more so to the benefit of the TNT title because it's been hot potatoed, you know, so much as of recently. Uh, I don't want to say it's damaged, but like I, I told every, everybody here, I was like, uh, they need to... uh
1: definitely reestablish it i know that much right well hey steven Chamber just say, said word low reminds me of half goldberg half ryback and that's that's not good, that's not good. <laughs> you, you know? don't want any right? ryback no uh, you <laughs> don't you don't really want goldberg uh like i love goldberg you know how i feel about goldberg but oh, you know Gold- P- people were fed up with that shit after like six months yeah. Um. So that's that's how you do it. So six months, he's this unstoppable babyface champion. Everybody loves him. It's great. Um. And then just have him start getting completely fucking obnoxious about it.
0: Okay, I, I'm for that. Now, would you have him ultimately lose the title, or would you have him just take it straight Goldberg style, Alex Hammerstone style? would you have him take it straight to the world championship? Have him hold both titles?
1: I. So that would be the CM Punk match in my mind where. Now, first, I would build him and start to do the annoying Wardlow thing, where like once fans start to get visibly annoyed, um oh, what would be really fun is if Wardlow started to try to do his own chant, um, oh, so like got on the mic like and see more. <laughs> started to start doing Wardlow in the Goldberg type voice. Mm -hmm. oh that would that would be fucking great so like as soon as you can start to feel the crowd start to get annoying have Wardlow play into it by getting on the mic at the end of one of his matches where he beats somebody and start trying to get the audience to get with it be like Wardlow Wardlow (laughs) like try to get everybody on board and then so make sure that everybody's good and fucking annoyed then get him in in a world title match against CM Punk beats Punk um so now he's he's the double champion and he's just cranking it up And he's your guy like he's
0: aew's guy like he's right who they built who's who they created you know what would you, okay here's a little added a little added thing would you have this warlow he gets so consumed with himself and like you know uh you know and his streak and his
1: titles and all that shit would you have him slowly lose his mind no, what I would do is, uh, so I, I like the idea of him being more of like a, just a calculated asshole where okay. like, where, uh, maybe he gets like, you know, you have like vignettes of him with like an agent where he's like trying to get acting work so he can stop wrestling. Like um, on the rock. Right. Uh, which, which people were annoyed with, right. When the yeah. rock was, cause they just wanted more of the rock. But in this case, it's like, uh, he's have him just say like, look, I, nobody can beat me. So I'm just kind of getting bored and I'd like to try my hand at acting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe even you get him totally on some commercials like
0: brock lesnar but like like brock lesnar how they he goes away you know and he doesn't show up or roman reigns how he doesn't show up but like just lean into that you know?
1: here's here's the other thing is you work with some of the people who actually like run commercials on dynamite work with them and get him into some commercials and so like you're watching dynamite and maybe it's like he, when you you have him throw a commercial and be like and here's my commercial <laughs> and then it's like him with Him with like fucking Domino's.
0: Yeah, I was going to say he's like Daryl for those Pizza Hut commercials where like it's, it's ruined a lot of credibility with me with Daryl from the office, like him being in those pizza commercials, and they're right. so god dang annoying. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> all right, get loaded doing that shit. How about that?
1: Right. Uh-huh. So I think that that's a move. And just make it make it seem like, yeah, I, you know, I don't really care about re- wrestling anymore. And even have him come out and maybe squash somebody and look disinterested the whole time. <clears throat> and, oh, man, I think that that could be – that might actually Marcus. turn him back baby face, though, because it would be fun. Listen,
0: hey, they took our name already. I'll say, I'll say they they uh, embraced the two Dynamite dudes' uh, identity. They, they fucking used we were a team. I Forbidden door, but we were Darby Allen, Sting, and uh, the other New Japan guys. How about that?
1: I don't know so, what the fuck you're talking about right now. I'm
0: saying, hey, maybe maybe they kind of listen here.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? Was was somebody called the Dynamite Dudes?
0: Yeah. What
1: you said- didn't know that? No.
0: Marcus, you weren't aware of this.
1: No. They, they called fucking it...
0: Darby, Sting, and the New Japan guys, their name at Forbidden Door, were the dynamite dudes.
1: Boy, what a what a fucking ripoff. Uh Dom, have we trademarked this?
0: Marcus, I fucking <laughs> tagged you in the tweet when it happened.
1: I don't think. I think sometimes I just like tweets without reading.
0: <laughs> you fuck face.
1: <laughs> well, I'm busy. So i I'll, really like see my, I'll see myself tagged in a tweet, and if it's with somebody I trust, I'm just like, "Yep, good tweet." Yep. <laughs> um, Listen,
0: but what I'm saying is, hey, you know, if you want to, if they want to take
1: some more notes, I think this Wordlow idea is pretty darn good. I'm honestly Tony Khan. You know, I don't have a ton of extra of, of spare time. You know, with my job, but you know, if Tony Khan wants to throw I'm me some. If Tony wants to throw me some schmeckles, I'll uh, I'll do some writing for him. Folks, what you might not know about Marcus, since he's uh, branched away from like his old job,
0: he's got a bit of an ego now.
1: Um, yeah, he humbled well, you know, a bit. Uh, you know, this this kind of thing is just too easy for me, Dom. I'm thinking about breaking into acting.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it takes so I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: start. I'm gonna start recording vignettes of me Are trying you? to get acting work. Yes. Acting, so okay. <clears> mm-hmm. All right, we'll Don. Let's let's acknowledge some of these these fucking comments over here.
0: All right, bit. how about you, man? The comments because my uh, mouse is acting weird in the the whole. So album. is mine. Is it? So is mine. Is it, anybody else's mouse acting weird? Well, they don't. I don't think they'll have the issue. But when I pull up uh, comments, let me try this something. So I'm gonna pull up this one here. Ego, see, look, I
1: clicked on Nesh's comment. There
0: it goes. Ego, yep,
1: too good to talk. All about. right, let's yep. let's 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 get one from the birthday boy here, Stephen Chambers. Wonder AEW will call Dutch Mantel to referee Claudio versus Jake Hager. That would be amusing. That's uh, very
0: interesting. I, wow, wow, yeah, yeah. How about That's, that?
1: I think that that could, I think that could be pretty entertaining. Hassan Terrell is saying my mom got me spaghetti, Ooh, which I which like. I can appreciate. I'm a, I'm a big spaghetti guy. What kind of uh, sauce do you like on yours, Marcus? Do you add Cradiavlo sauce, Dominic? Yeah, yes. The Hot. spice. We love the spice. Mm,
0: hey, neat. but Marcus, I mean, this segue here. We love the spice. We have a we have friends of the show, but we also have favorites of the show. And we, we just talked about them. since we last recorded, Marcus. Fucking Claudio Castanogli
1: is in AAW. Holy, <sighs> Holy shit. shit. Holy shit. Dominic. Our guy- before I mean, we before we talk, Claudio, which will probably be the rest of the fucking show, um, <laughs> DJ, uh, I want to get to what he had to say here just now. Okay, uh, they need to turn the TBS and TNT championships into titles. You can cash in for the world title shots. Thoughts? I think. So,
0: um, I think it devalues.
1: That. I think it devalues the titles. Um, by I, that I mean you're you're saying, hey, awesome, I got this belt. Here you go take it so that I can get my world title shot. Um, and now on paper, DJ, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Um, I, I, what I would, what I would counter with is that if you get the TNT title and let's say, maybe, maybe they say, if you can hold it for three months, you automatically get a world title shot, but you don't hand it in. You just would then hold both titles. Yeah. Or they could vacate the, the TNT title if you win um that that would be the only way i would say so on paper it's a good idea i would say uh I would say you've got to be careful uh, just because you don't want to devalue the title and say like you know cuz you want people vying for these t- you know back in the day when Razor Ramon was like Intercontinental champion he wanted to be Intercontinental champion he wasn't he wasn't doing promos about he wasn't like, worried right. about the world title yeah can't wait to like get the WWF he was perfectly happy being the the best intercontinental champion it, it made it prestigious so I think that that's sort of the vibe you want to go for when it comes to the TNT and TBS titles but yeah I would say like you you just have that in there, okay? If you can hold this for three straight months, you get a world title shot. I I like that.
0: I like that. Yeah, because I mean, Impact has done that with the the X division title. Like they just did that like this year, I think, with Josh Alexander. So maybe a little, little late last year, maybe, but he was the X division champion, and he literally I they go to called it like Plan C or something like that, where he uses the X division title, puts that up for grabs in favor of getting the world title shot. So, yes. um, you know, maybe you could do that with the next division title, but that's almost, that's like their TNT championship and impact. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, it, I get it, but I'm kind of with you, Marcus, in the fact that uh, it does diminish
1: it just a touch. Dominic, uh, Nesha is saying, do Wardlow like Hogan versus Warrior back in the day. So, so Nesha wants it to be like Halloween Havoc 1998 with the flash paper.
0: Between... I don't think that's what she's referring
1: no, to. No, that's not, that's not the one.
0: No, I don't think that's it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just that I, you know, I, I you sure have watched enough wrestling. I, I don't think that's what she's referring to.
1: Well, look, uh, you know, and this will be, this will make for a good transition. If it was me, if I was the head booker of the company, I would do what I said uh, when it comes to Wardlow, have him run through everybody, beat all the people, uh, become super fucking annoying become the world heavyweight champion and when you finally unseat him there's one guy that he hasn't wrestled in this entire time he, was, he wrestled everybody else give me kenny omega give me the bucks in a handicap match yeah like it, he's just fucking everybody up uh but who do you get to finally unseat him the only person he hasn't wrestled to this point claudio Castagnoli. i agree i like it that's it i like it that's it okay. um and you would elevate claudio i just imagine claudio giving him the big the big spin uh yes. it's i mean it's good shit so dom let's talk claudio uh you know how i feel i've been talking okay, about well, let me let me get years. this
0: i want to start from uh, from the ground level here ground ground zero where it's okay um explain your your cesaro slash claudio fan fl- fandom to the fans here and like i kind of was along for the ride with this i i mean like I, we both love him he's like one of our favorites so
1: right go ahead um it started in WWE, and uh, really, I want to say that it started. Uh, you know, when he first came in, I was like, uh, eh, you know, Antonio Cesaro, it's like, okay, seems like a strong guy. I was like, I'm okay, good enough, but I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I know it happened around the time that uh, he and John Cena worked together. And yeah. I remember at one point he, he took John Cena off the ropes, and John Cena's not a small man, uh, he's like, what, 6'2. Probably two thirty-five. He's he's a big man.
0: He Might be six um, four, right?
1: Could be. I don't know. I know he's I know he's a big a big boy, but so took him off the ropes and he did that pop him up in the air and then catch him with the uh, yeah. with the European uppercut and like when he popped him up into the air, it looked like John Cena could have grabbed the rigging. Up there, like he, he 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 shot him. He looked like he was twelve feet in the air. There's a picture of it out there somewhere. And then he just like smashed him with that with that European uppercut. I was like, that is that was one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen anybody do in the ring um and then he just continued to wow dude like he was he started doing that like uh super slam where he would be on like the second rope and the guy would be on the apron and he just like the guy's not even jumping he just like pulls him up and (laughs) slam it's like what the what the fuck (laughs) like how are you doing that and then uh the andre the giant battle royal where he he just like picked up the big show and it's like it (laughs) doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to your it's, eyes when you're looking. No, it doesn't, at it. Like, <laughs> you're like, that doesn't that doesn't look right.
0: You talk about suspending your disbelief. He does something natural like that. But your disbelief gets suspended. <laughs> like when you watch it, you're like, that's not
1: happening. I don't no. believe this." Yeah. Like where's where's the, where's like those invisible lines on the big show? They're like hoisting them up for this. Like it, it just doesn't look right. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, he hooked me back in, I would say, like 20 13 somewhere in there um and so i've been a claudio guy ever since but here's the thing is like i, I never watched his work because WWF f wwe rather was just unwatchable rubbish um and they kept putting him in dumbass storylines you know like i thought the we the people thing had some potential and they fucked that whole thing up um the bar yeah, was cool the bar was cool um, um him the, i love tyson it. kid was okay yeah, that was
0: great um and then um what else do I like I, I obviously they paired him with heyman and I thought that was going to be awesome but they didn't run with that either you know or yeah. even even like his James Bond vibe where people kind of cringe at that I thought that had some legs too
1: no I thought yeah. that sucked um, Did you? yeah so you know really it's his strength is in like the fact that he's he is he's one of those guys that and you know i've said this on the podcast before he's one of those guys who like you could pluck him from this timeline and move him to the 60s and he'd fit in in pro wrestling uh, you could pluck him and move him back to the 30s and he works he fits in he fits in pro wrestling any era he works and he would be great um, And that's what I like about him so much. And that's why I love the idea of a, an old school Claudio Castanogli gimmick where he's got like the CC on his tights and, you know, almost like the brain busters back in the day where it's like, you know, just like these two very much about business, you know, wrestlers with a, with a flamboyant mouthpiece. So I think a mouthpiece would do him good. Um,
0: I think though, his promo work is good. Like, yeah, it's if, not It's not bad,
1: but yeah. like I would do promos with him like you do with Bruno San Martino kind of sure, sparingly. Yeah. yeah. and.
0: And Bruno could get, you know, Bruno was good enough at a promo that, like, I mean, obviously he was, he's one of the biggest stars of all time, like, for wrestling. So, I mean, like, he was, he connected with the fans. And I think Claudio has that connection with the fans too, you
1: know? I I think that if they, if they work with Claudio the right way, he could honestly be one of the biggest stars in all of pro wrestling. I really believe that. Um, So, I, just really excited to see what they do. Dominic John Howard said the most... uh crazy thing he's ever seen was ricochet doing the front flip over the top rope onto the floor and landing on his feet yeah
0: um, yeah
1: crazy. man ricochet is wild by the way john if you haven't checked out danny limelight friend of the show was on the yeah, show Friend of the show now. um if you haven't on Marcus, out,
0: even a better friend then.
1: I can yeah that. he shit on me because i couldn't make it to the show to, to interview him uh-huh. um but john if you have not seen danny limelight of mlw um go out of your way to see danny limelight because that that dude is he's like he's like another ricochet he's and you want to talk about that too he's amazing on the mic yes like, yeah he's a really good pro- like i, I meant think it if i was starting a wrestling company he'd be one of the guys i'd be looking at oh absolutely 100 absolutely nesha
0: yeah i get i want to get Nesha's she's been watching uh mlw so um oh dj's got got
1: a big message here marcus you're better him DJ, uh, he said, "I don't mind AEW signing Claudio, but their roster is getting way too stacked. Agreed, they yeah. are going to have to stop doing all these signings eventually. You can't tell me that Tony Khan has all the blank checkbooks in his pocket. If they sign Sasha and Naomi, they're going to have to start releasing some of their big contracts, like MJF, Sting, and who I really hate to say, but Britt Baker would be another one that they would have to release. Uh, I I don't know about releasing Britt. I, I think that there's I don't know about releasing
0: Sting. I don't know any of those names. I mean, you could definitely, if you needed to get rid of people, you could get rid of people, but." None of those names, I they would not be on my list to get rid of whatsoever.
1: So look, you can do it. You can you can make this work. Uh, and here's probably how I would approach it with with a roster like this. Nesha, yes, he is an MLW. Um, mm-hmm. But here's here's how you do it. Is yes, you cut some of the the roster that you aren't using as much of. Um, so that's step one. Step two is that instead of having multiple like pay per view quality matches per night, which they're doing now. Um, I would instead do uh, maybe one pay-per-view quality match per night, maybe two, um, probably two pay-per-view quality matches per night, and and start bringing in enhancement talent um, to put over your big stars and build and do backstage promos. Uh, so that would be that would be part of my uh, process. Now here's here's uh, the last bit of it is that uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, a lot? that's, that's my last comment that's last on that, case. Dominic. That, yeah, it's, it's gone.
0: You seem to be a little bit on a roll and I was, uh, you had my attention, but you also lost my attention. Uh, I'll get it back. Give me a minute. Okay. But I will say, um, this is the roster is something that, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to ask Tony Khan. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him at the double or nothing press conference. And then I was not at forbidden door, so I could not ask him because I wasn't there. Ah, just
1: remember the last bit. Go ahead. Go though. ahead. Go ahead. The last bit is so wrestling fans love surprises, right? We all love seeing new people show up and like, holy shit, those moments. Um, and I think that you can still do that. However, how you do that is that you bring people in the same way that you did with Juventugo Guerrera and uh, and Nick Gage, where like it, they do a one off kind of thing one-offs and you can do it with guys like i would you know hey okay you can't come to terms uh can't agree with uh carrying cross long term just bring him in for a night have him work with somebody um same thing with like matt cardona uh maybe see maybe work with with him yep let's get nick aldis so like we're still getting all these fun surprises and you can even do it once a week and dom here's here's the idea Here's the idea that I love is the, the TNT title and the TBS title for that matter. You make it where it's, it's an open challenge every single week. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that way it was, sometimes it will be somebody on the roster, but it's a mystery opponent every week. So the people will be tuning in like, okay, did, did they get somebody or is it just somebody on the roster this week? And then every once in a while, you just freak everybody out by like Nick Aldis comes in and challenges for it. You know, I like that. Um,
0: I I do agree with DJ that um, the signings are just becoming a lot and um, the roster is becoming super duper big and you do have ROH as a brand. You don't have it as as a television show and uh, you do want to get to that point. But the fact is, is it's very tough to keep all these stars in your public eye week in and week out and for people to retain them week in and week out if you have this surplus of talent that you cannot address all at the time like how many times you you think about somebody be like oh man like uh i forgot about that person who's here i forgot you know um i just like Lance Archer. like i don't forget about him like because he's one of my favorites but i haven't seen him, I, him forever him you and jake? haven't seen him for uh jake you haven't seen Jacob forever arn anderson and his son brock yeah um anthony agogo um and just those names, like even uh, QT Marshall, just showed up this week. Not, not, I'm saying for for this from a perspective of like you want to your big stars to feel like big stars. You're not going to have that if you have all these stars on one show. It's a very tough predicament that they're in, and you know there can can be some workarounds. But honestly, real, quite frankly, you need an ROH show.
1: You need an oh. ROH show. I all would right. I would remove Rampage and make it strictly ROH and here's why, is that because it's ROH all of a sudden you've got a new brand and all of a sudden that it's very sorry up. all of a sudden it's very very interesting, um so like you say hey we're doing away with AEW Rampage but now it's going to be, Friday night ROH show X whatever you call it, um in and an hour
0: would you do it in an hour would you do try to make it two would you make I it earlier in the top day
1: day I would I would I would try to make it two hours. Um, And yes, Friday night is is a rough time slot, but I think you can make it work. And I think that wrestling fans are devoted enough that they'd say, holy shit, ROH is rebooting and it's on primetime or whatever. And it's on like a big network. Uh, I got to go check it out. Yeah, you could call it ROH Rampage to John's point. And yes, I would shoot for two hours and I would start dividing up my roster. Um, So I'm not saying do a draft, but just say like, okay, now Claudio is strictly ROH, which I, I personally would not like. But he was just an example. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe.
0: That's another name you just completely forget. It. Like, Jeez, Yeah. Jay J Lethal. Like, you know, it's there's a lot of <laughs> there's just I a mean, honest,
1: Honestly, having having ROH with some of the the vintage ROH talent like Claudio and Daniel Bryan and stuff, I think a lot of people would tune into that on Fridays.
0: Yeah, you split and then, it up right.
1: And then you could still generate interest with guys like you know Kenny Omega, CM Punk on the other program. Right.
0: You have some name talent on one, and you have a name talent on the other um and i mean it that's just all gonna blow it on to if and when uh roh gets a tv
1: deal cooking you know um yeah well as i hope he i hope he does it what now do Stephen chambers had mentioned earlier a streaming service i think it's too early that's what i was gonna
0: say too that's what i well like i mean if you could get it on hbo max and make a show exclusive um you know you could kind of you could maybe transition rampage into that but I, i'm kind of with you in the regard of if you're able to put rampage on like TBS or TNT, like one of those, you know, networks that you're, you're a family of you, you do that. Um, but like to a streaming service, I think is imperative. I think, you know, in the grand scheme of what you want, even if you put dark and elevation on there, like j- just to feed it as you, as YouTube, like it's, it's cool because you see talent show up that you won't see, on these other programs and like almost to your point where you, they almost quote unquote one-offs like Aria Divari just was on there. Uh, Caleb Conley, who was, you know, Caleb with a K and impact. And I loved his work in impact and stuff like that. Like they show up on there and that's neat. That, that makes note two But like, again, you want to position everybody that you can in a certain light to make your product, your
1: brand and your stars seem like stars. Yep. So, um, it's... And then you know you could you could even wind up down the road then doing a doing a ROH versus AEW pay per view. How great right. would that be? Right, that would be a blast. You that could be the name of your next video game: ROH versus AEW. You know, revenge, uh, revenge. <laughs> uh, really, there's 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 so many there's so many options. I you know I hope that uh, Tony Khan takes advantage of uh, of the resources because I mean yeah you know we went off on a tangent there, but there's. I love that Claudio's on this roster, but I'm like, are they gonna, are we gonna see him as often as we want to? Is he gonna get buried bad. on the roster? I really hope
0: not. I know it's it's kind of crazy to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, something that also has been crazy to think about. Uh, any more spec? What's your thoughts and everything just regarding the whole MGF situation at this moment in time? I mean, it's been oh, well over a month since we recorded, and um. I don't know if he was left at that point or where where we, he was standing at that juncture, but where are you at on MJF and um, yeah, just go from there, I guess.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it feels like a weird situation to me. Uh, I I think it started out as a shoot, but or yeah, as a shoot, but it's turning into a work. I guess would be the the best way I could put it. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 really not sure where it's going or or what the story when's the last time he was on AEW tv when he swore at tony Khan, right
0: yeah that was it and then they cut his mic quote unquote and then he he was gone i mean i think it's a storyline you know um.
1: yeah like like i said i think it started as a shoot but now it's a work um dominic dj says if they build her right with her new faction i have the perfect person to dethrone jade cargo can you figure out who i'm thinking of uh so a young lady who's just joined a new faction just joined a new faction Oh, Julia Hart, maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: I, I don't know if she would work though.
1: I don't, you know. I, I, think, I think that the, the fact that she, I think that the fact that she doesn't look like she could work means that she could work. Um, you know, it, there again though, it's all about building her. You know, right now, I I personally, I f- for whatever reason, I kept forgetting that she wore an eye patch. You know, for yeah. a while. Well, then, now, <laughs> so, now she's like not wearing it. Right, and now she's not. But it's like. It, they, they, she just hasn't had enough exposure for me to uh-huh. give a shit about her at all. So, yeah. like, you know, that being said, I think that she's talented. Uh, DJ saying Tony Storm, sure. Um, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm for the camp
0: of like Ruby Soho, like getting a championship here at some point. Like, I think it needs to happen, you
1: know, but Athena, I'm, I'm more in the camp of like, let Jade Cargo get annoying with it too. I mean, know? and the thing is, like, my thing
0: with Jade is, is she going to get annoying, though, with it? Because I think I think she's good. <laughs> like And, like, she's already, like, she went in as the champion as kind of, like, that heelish, annoying, like, hey, I'm better than you. And, you know, you can't do shit about it. <laughs> you know? Cut the shit. And so, um, like, I think she's already kind of had that. So her holding this title is kind of, you know, more like, oh, man, like. She's just holding it for too long. I don't know. I, I think mean, she has got more
1: legs with that. You know, if you can get Charlotte Flair, that would be nice. Or Sasha, Marcus. I mean, yeah, I saw <laughs> Sasha coming that, in and beating her. That would be wild.
0: When they brought that, when I, you know, there's just so much that's happened. Um, and like the reports that Sasha has been released and
1: potentially no Naomi too. I mean. It's a lot of names again. I would I would pounce on the opportunity to get Sasha, and oh, you know I know I know that we're talking about a loaded roster, but you want to talk about name recognition and equity buildup in a in a person, not only because of WWE but because of her acting career. I mean, she is she is the, the number one female I would be going for right now. One hundred percent, one hundred percent.
0: You have all these other names too, with Thunder Rosa, Jade, um, uh, Athena, uh, Ruby Soho. Uh, Tony Storm, you know, you have great women wrestling names on there. So, I mean, make the most of it. It's just so tough with the sheet roster and only so much television time. Yeah, i just got to be smart about it. You got to be smart about it. Marcus, uh, you know, this is obviously non AEW related, but wrestling as a whole, holy shit, Marcus. Holy uh, shit. What do you think this whole thing with McMahon, you know, and these other accusations or allegations coming out? And, like, him stepping away, quote-unquote, as the CEO and, um, you know, the chairman, but he's still in the creative control. But all this other report's coming out. Marcus, what does this say – what does all this kind of mean for AEW, if you have any kind of in perspective from it?
1: Well, hard to say um, on the, the impact it would have on AEW. But, you know, if you look to the past in the steroid trial, you know, it was – it was a combination of that situation plus Hogan making the jump plus the invention of nitro that all of a sudden created uh, the, the beginning of the shift. And then that shift was just shoved right over the edge of the cliff. uh, The cliff when, uh, when Holland Nash, (laughs) it was just shoved over the edge of the cliff and Holland Nash made the jump, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So it's, uh, to me, it's, those were kind of like extenuating circumstances. However, you know, I think that, uh i i i don't think much is going to change if vince doesn't go to jail he's going to continue running that company it's he's just on paper not going to be running the company you know he'll be yeah but from a public eye perception if he's still like
0: actively doing stuff those reports are going to come out like that he's still creatively doing shit so i mean it could be in statement that he's not creatively doing something but like the when uh it comes proving the pudding or whatever, you know. He's gonna, he's back there and he's doing it. So like, word's gonna get out that he's doing it, and then, I mean, there could, he's either gonna have to. I think somebody made the, so one a, a Twitter user mentioned about like, oh, it's nothing. We're gonna not see anything happen for a while. I kind of see something happening sooner than later. I don't know. Where do you stand on that, with McMahon? You think you think he's just gonna keep running creative, you know, despite all this stuff. These, uh, you know, all this hush money, and um, the,
1: did you read any of the allegations? Did you are you aware of? I mean, I haven't, I haven't read the details, but I'm familiar with with what's going on. Um, I, I think that a normal person would say, "All right, you know, I'm I'm in my seventies, anyways, I'm done. You know, I'm already rich. Uh, yeah. I'll just my daughter can just run the company. It's fine. I'm done." I don't think that Vince is a normal person, so I think that he's going to continue running the company over the phone. I like, I don't think he's going to be backstage, but I think that any decision that they make creatively, you know, he's going to be getting emailed uh, these scripts that they do. I think that all the business decisions, any moves that the company makes, I think it's all going to run through him. Like nothing's going to change. Just his proximity is going to change. Like that's, that's really how I see this whole thing playing out.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, what a wild time in wrestling, huh? Holy shit. It is. It There's is a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. And like, it's it's like this stuff with Vincent, uh, you know what's happening with AEW and everything. It's just like constantly shifting things. Uh, very lot of intrigue going on, Marcus. I mean, we have to talk about this. Uh, who has taken quite a rise, even more so since we last recorded? Was FTR? They're doing a lot. They have three titles, and um, they're like one of the big, biggest baby faces in AEW which i think in turn means in pro wrestling in a lot of ways
1: and you know dax is getting acknowledged in the way that he should which is as one and this is not taking anything away from cash cash is cash is phenomenal too but dax is getting the recognition he, he deserves as one of the best workers in the world right now yeah um bar none which mm-hmm. i mean is saying a lot there's a lot of really phenomenal workers out there but man that guy is unbelievable
0: yeah, I agree with that, man. It's been their need to see. I love the old school vibe that they're giving off. Uh, and a lot of like from that in the Blackpool Combat Club where you have these guys that are really just like working and kicking some ass kind of thing, you know, is giving that kind of um, that kind of reestablishing another kind of identity of like, hey, that's the kind of wrestling we're, we're like into and grew up on in a lot of ways where it's just like, okay, you, you work a certain style, like Bret Hart or whatever, but like, you know, Cody Rhodes left AEW that his matches stood out, you know? Um, and if you have, if you position even guys like from an Eddie Kingston or anybody to, to that effect, Danielson, Claudio, um, you know, uh, and FDR punk, you know, you get, you still get that a little bit. You know, where it's like you still get a story, you still get certain things like that, where it's not all the high flying stuff or anything like that. And that, the, you know, there's uh, I think it's like a, wrestling's at it best when it's a variety show. So, um, you know, there's stuff for that. And, I, you know, I know I'm all over the place here, but I really love the work that the Young Bucks are doing, like from a persona perspective. And they're great. They're a great tag team. Like, I think that's indisputable. I don't care if you don't like the high flying stuff or what I think they're an awesome tag team and they're one of the best going. So, um, I I just, yeah, you know, so, um, but I want to see what else there. Oh, Marcus, I wanted to touch about this too. Christian Cage turning heel. Another one of your boys. And Hey, guess who else turned heel with them? Luchasaurus. 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 How do you think about all this?
1: I didn't get exactly what I wanted with Luchasaurus. I wanted him to be a heel, but I wanted him to drop the Luchasaurus name, get some other name, keep a mask, but maybe a different, more creepy mask. Because um, he's, he's just such a big, intimidating-looking dude. But, you know, he was getting in the ring looking like a, a fucking goof. With Help his me out here. His horns, were name. they
0: upright when he was a babyface and now they're down, or have they always been down?
1: I I think they've always been down, but I cannot say 100% definitively dumb. I do but, no, I mean, I I like Luchasaurus in general. Like, that's that's what frustrated me about Luchasaurus in the past is that I like him. And I'm like, man, I see huge potential in this guy, big potential. Yeah. But they, he's just got to learn to use himself right, and I hope that he gets used right. So I think being a heel is a step in the right direction. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's, you know, I would like to see the dinosaur gimmick, as John Howard is pointing yeah, out, I want to see the dinosaur gimmick go away. And I want to see him become like this, this fucking creep. And again, dude, like where's it? Abaddon? We haven't seen her in forever. I think that it could be money for both of them to be paired up in some way, where she's like kind of pulling the strings and turning him into this fucking evil creep.
0: I would not necessarily. What if like I think maybe like we see this Christian Cage kind of descent into madness and stuff. He's got like the Steve Jobs fucking look now with the turtleneck and the and the you know almost like. He, he looks like (laughs) Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park almost where he's just like, Hey, what if if that became,
1: what if that became the gimmick? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would would be terrible. Uh, No, I, I disagree. I like Christian Cage kind of is almost like a solo act, but like one of those guys who's like such a savvy veteran and just keeps getting the better people.
0: Well, I like how he's
1: manipulating almost like, I think that's great.
0: I think it's a, a good take for him. And like, Fucking Matt Hardy coming out and calling him the Michael Jordan of assholes. <laughs> so
1: good. Dom, the, the wrestling world is is thirsty for some campy stuff. And I think that is it... Ab- Abaddon and Luchasaurus in a campy-ish is like a horror gimmick. I'd, uh, that would scratch my itch. Have you seen, are you aware of the male models on SmackDown? Uh, I saw some male models on NXT at one point. Oh, no, there's male models now. And and, uh, Eli Drake is
0: like their fashion. He's like the the manager of it's (laughs) fucking tremendous. That's heat, brother. (laughs)
1: That's heat, brother. right
0: there, dude. That is is. heat. Oh, it's so good. They came out. It's like Mansoor and um, Mace came out. And they're fucking this week. So, like, they were introduced last week. And they, like, they were walking down the runway. And, like, fucking Eli Drake is just, like, Doing like the fashion show, kind of like, oh, look at the like going on.
1: (laughs) It's good stuff.
0: And so this week they came out in golf attire, like
1: that. That's that's a great idea, isn't it? Yes, and it's very much like my runway royalty gimmick in WCW. Yeah, just better, just better, just better Uh executed. I don't know, man. I I had like the photographers at ringside. I don't think
0: you can talk about (laughs) the show unless you fucking do it, okay? So how about that?
1: Um, no, it's uh, like I, I think that that kind of thing works. Look, the I'm not I'm not saying over the top ridiculous campy, but like you get people with with that campy shit, uh, especially when it comes to like the horror okay. stuff. Um, look at look at the cane gimmick. It was basically like a blatant ripoff of like uh, Friday the 13th and that sort of a thing. Um, the but voice it, box but was great. Yes. The voice box was great. The backstory of fucking Paul Heyman. Or not oh, Paul Heyman. Paul Bear. Paul Bear is like, I'm your father, hey! uh, to the Undertaker. Yeah, he was, he was like the king. The Undertaker found out he's like his dad, and there's that moment like, no, it's just ridiculous, over the top, campy. But it was fucking Wait,
0: awesome. I so will be. I'm with you on that. Like, you need like a big weird ass storyline that has that's like really not. You know it's not real, but it's like, hey, but it's, it's just real for this. it's
1: it's entertainment and it's yeah. fun. And like, look, you know, do I really think that the, the the young bucks are doing a front flip and spiking somebody's head into the mat? Uh, no, I know that it's not. It, I know it's a fucking work, okay? But but <laughs> yeah. like, I, I still like to suspend my disbelief. And part of suspending my disbelief would be having like this horror gimmick and just make it well executed. Like as long as it's not a stupid storyline, everybody will be like, "Boy, this is dumb." But what's what's going to happen next? You know, if uh
0: the fiend I thought was well executed starting off. At the start. At the start. The Firefly Funhouse with the Fiend, with him like slowly eliminating people, fucking creepy. I was creeped out. Like as a viewer, I was creeped out because who's he gonna get next? What's gonna happen to these people or in these talents that he's taking out? Like it felt like a horror movie. But then when you have a champion like Seth Rollins, who's supposed to be a top
1: babyface in your company, and he's screaming like a bitch. (laughs) Right. It's not good. Not good. Uh, But, like, the Firefly Funhouse and the multiple personalities, and it was it was a cool idea. It was a cool gimmick. Yeah. Um, And it could, it, I'm telling you, dude, him and Abaddon, and Abaddon, like, behind the scenes pulling the strings, and, like, him kind of looking like he's slowly losing his fucking mind from it, like, I, I think that that would be incredible. You know what? And I could get behind
0: that here. If you, like, you have Christian Cage running this show a little bit. You have them starting off and like oh fuck i just pulled up oh no i didn't never mind i had a cap on um but you have christian cage running the show a little bit but to your point heck you get Wyndham rotunda in there too but like you have them fucking push christian cage out almost like they did with the, like uh the judgment day did with edge here recently but do it better and prolong it a little bit fucking more at least please but have that happen and then uh, I think you have something cooking there, and you can get Christian Cage to kind of go manipulate somebody else, or do
1: do something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I would get out of it now, um, just because it's like it's a thing now where they're together. Um, yeah, I don't know because, like you know, in, if you if you have a heel Abaddon come and try to you know manipulate Luchasaurus away from away from Christian Cage and that takes the heat off of Christian Cage in my opinion. So it's kind of a hard one to to get out out time. from under. Yeah.
0: Marcus, so we had this week we also had um Dark Order say they're not going away. Now we lost how many rem members? So it looked like uh, Alan Angel Angel is gone. Um Stu Grayson is gone. Um I think Cole Cabana is now gone. Uh but uh, this week on Dynamite they're here to stay. I think something needs to happen though for them to stay.
1: Like, you know, I, think, I think it sucks. I th- I think that the storyline just needs, needs to... Something and, needs to... And, yes. And, something and, needs
0: to go. I don't think... I almost think you can't call them Dark Order anymore. You know, you need to do... If you're going to have them together, you have to have something happen. Because right now, it just... It, I know it was a feel-good moment in Rochester to, to, to do that, but you need... It needs something. It needs something different, and you need something to change it. Because it's that was that was a feel good moment. I, you know, if they would, if I was in control of this personally, I, that would have been my hate. We're done, but thank you for what everybody's done. And there's no better way to end it here in Rochester, you right. know. Right. And and um, do it that way because you have to have a plan for this group. Because either way, it's like, oh, hey, we like those guys, but I don't. We don't want to see them take up our TV time because there's no story behind it. Or what's, what's, what, what are they there for? You know? Exactly. Exactly. So,
1: um, well, here's the direction it appears to be going is hangman page, right? He comes out and does the save. So it's like, he's buddying up with those guys. Uh, at the end of it, there was all those like, Hey, high, f- high fives, everyone. And they were like on the ramp and it was like, feel good. Happy, happy, joy, joy moment. And, uh, I, I don't like it. And I'm I-
0: with you. I, and like, you know, no, to qt marshall or anything like that but like you look at for to position hangman page as this world champion who like you know defeated kenny omega who was unstoppable and like he established himself as a champion and you know whether that storyline took the the right trajectory or the proper trajectory or he worked and they didn't utilize him right either way he he's no longer has the title you want to keep him elevated to a level where he doesn't seem diminished you're coming out to, to stop QT Marshall, you know, because of ties with Dark Order. You know, I don't know. You need something. If you were going to do that, he has to do something big also on the show to make him.
1: And successful. isn't this isn't this the first time that we've seen him since he lost to CM Punk? No, because left that forbidden door. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, still, it's like he's, you know, not that long ago he was working with CM Punk. And now he's like, hey, QT Marshall, quit harassing this child. Yeah. Um, and it's like to me, it's ugh, it's very cringy. And look, I and DJ makes a point. Do you think they're keeping them together because of Brody Jr.? Uh Maybe. Um And look, I, I think it's awesome. You know, I, I love the fact that they're you know, it, it's kind of like this this community that's rallied around this kid who lost his father. And I think that that's fantastic. However, I think that Dominic made a point where you could see you could still pay your respects and make sure that this kid is featured and his mom uh you know has has a home with AEW forever and still get rid of the dark order i, I so i i think that they should have disbanded the dark order but you can still have this kid involved have There's, 10
0: carry on part of the legacy <clears throat> like if you want something like that do something with him where he's like okay he's still in indirectly represents dark order
1: you know or the, the fact that reason. his name is 10 uh, still, you know, it's Preston, preston 10, preston, preston, preston Vance. Yeah. Um, like the fact that you just referred to him as 10 to me is like this storyline sucks and it's dead. You know, you've got like numbers for people. And I know that that's been the thing since the start, but to me that felt like it was going to phase out, but it hasn't.
0: And like, I mean, if Brody Lee was still around and stuff like that, it would make, I'm sure there was going to be a great direction or like something was going to happen. It wherever. was it
1: was becoming interesting with Brody yeah. Lee. You know, they had that dog collar match and, you know, he was like backstage a hitting pirate. people's rolled up paper. Yeah, it, was it was entertaining, fun. but it was also like, yeah, hey, hey, this guy's a fucking
0: badass. <laughs> and like, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Right. Well, so. it was, it sort of worked where he's got all these goofy little minions, but he's like this kind of unhinged overlord for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um but yeah no it's uh time for it to go i'm fed up with it um unfortunately, you know i we want everybody to have work and keep their jobs and all that sort of thing have their contracts renewed but i mean it, it's just it's not good it hasn't been good mm-hmm. and like it's Hangman. like it just feels like hey we don't have anything for hangman page don't really have anything for dark order guys let's get them together and hangman's over so he'll help get the group over no I don't think it's gonna happen because he, he, he doesn't work. It doesn't, work. and he's
0: already been there before.
1: We've been. And here. he he didn't work with them at all from the start because he's like this kind of like badass. Like I don't need anybody, you know, hammer a, a beard and one, you know, and like one big gulp, sort of like a badass rugged cowboy. And then it's like, hey, here's here's these guys with band of mis- misfits, <laughs> you know, and you're gonna be buddies. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. um and it kind of buries him would stone cold ever be friends with those guys that's i think that would have done a couple of them you know he would 100 be stunning them. uh so yeah it's it's uh and just said it perfectly cowboys are loners that's right outlaws you want outlaws dom i gotta i gotta roll let's wrap this fucking thing okay i awesome. wanted to get something that hasn't been touched upon
0: at mm-hmm. all but you see it on a weekly basis basically uh Kip Sapien just kind of lingering in the background. Yeah, I don't like it. Not you don't crazy, like it, no. I do. You think there's what's going to be the payoff with this?
1: No idea. Where's Penelope Ford? It's a great point. Where's Penelope Ford? She's awesome. I love watching her work. Where, where the fuck has she been? Where's she been? Um, Kip Sapien is wearing a box over his head, and he's apparently super jacked now. And you know, he's he's taking kind of take starting to take these steps and want to get more opportunities. And it's just like what. It's nothing. It's a nothing story. It doesn't make any sense. Do you think this, I think it's not necessarily a bad state to be in because uh, Steven says Ford has been injured. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. Good call. Thank you, Steven.
0: Uh, I don't think it's a bad state to be in because he's not being on air in some useless kind of thing. He's just kind of in the background. And it's, I it's think... almost, it's almost worse. I don't think it is because if you're going to utilize him at some point maybe there's going to be some sort of payoff you know i was just intrigued by it because i remember i was just watching the segment i want to say maybe it was um i don't know if it was during the eddie kingston interview or something like that but like i just saw him sit i was like there's fucking kip sapien right there just hanging out like (laughs) with the box on his head so i you know i'm thinking there's something i mean he wouldn't just be there just i mean i think there's going to be some sort of hat something happening
1: I don't know. And look, I don't I don't have any information on, on this, but couldn't you almost see it like, hey, man, you know, like Kip Sabian is showing up at TVs because uh, he's expected to probably, obviously, maybe he's even working on Dark. I don't know. Maybe he is. Uh, but like he's he's at TV like I I could almost see him going up to Tony Khan like, hey, you mind if I go out in the crowd and just like kind of have my presence out there and Tony Khan be like, yeah, sure. Um So there might be. A bad on his part,
0: though, if that sure, is a sure. Get
1: some get some extra exposure. Absolutely, I'm I'm fully on board for it. But it's just it's 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 weird. It's not doing anything, and like if there's not a payoff, uh, the, like how much more WCW do you get? You just have like something happening, and then it's like yeah, it just it what just happened. About? What was that? It just, had, there's no reason. It just happened on national TV. Yeah. So not I'm not sure what to think about it. Uh Dom, let's take one more from DJ here. What are your thoughts on the Jericho Fireball stuff? I think it's interesting. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not normally like the the you know, the fancy crazy showbiz guy, but I like the fact that Jericho's sort of leaning into the whole like silly, silly uh, entertainers. Yeah, I'm an entertainer sort of a deal. Um, and I
0: love that they came out in like fucking boy band outfits for a blood and guts match. Yes. Yes. It kinda it, it works. It does work. Uh, yeah, I like what Jericho's doing. Jericho looks great. Um, and, yeah. Enjoy Jericho while he's here because at some point, you know, guys like that are not going to be here. And, you know, that's the thing. So,
1: Dom, what was John Howard's theory prediction? I didn't see it.
0: No thoughts on my theory. Let me take a look here, John. We'll come back. Let's take a look. We might have over – how far – if you can, John, write it again so we can get it up. Uh Marcus something that isn't laying stale around
1: is you you are boy going, oh boy you are quite busy aren't you just moving and shaking baby you what's um, going on hey champ. Uh, a lot of stuff, Dominic. Uh, adfreeshows.com, guys. You got to check it out. Go to Adfreetrial.com and give it a try for free at the Slapnut tier. Um, but you know, look, if you like what Dominic and I are doing, uh, they've got some great, great podcasts over there with guys who were pro wrestlers, uh, Hall of Famers, just some incredible personalities. Yeah, we've got we've got Mick Foley signing on. Kevin Nash is now going to be part of like the, our sister network. Uh so we've got some really, really fun stuff going on. Um so go to adfreeshows.com, check it out, see if you can get a subscription over there. Even if it's at the nine dollar a month uh agreement, man, the amount of the amount of content and stuff you get from it, so so worth it. So please go check that out if you get the opportunity. And yeah, Dominic, we're gonna be in Nashville coming up for SummerSlam weekend, but more importantly, Dominic, for Ric Flair's last match. Um the nature boy is gonna walk that aisle one last time. Um style and profile like only you can dance all night what stay a little longer Geez, huh? what are that undercard we got on there too an unbelievable undercard and uh it's, it's going to be at the municipal auditorium which is a historic venue there in nashville so it, it, and, and by the done. way it's happened you know i believe SummerSlam is on saturday rick flair's show is on sunday Uh, So you just have a full blown. We've got StarCast events uh, that weekend, too. So it's like a giant wrestling convention. Guys, if you are a wrestling fan and you're able to get to Nashville on the weekend of what is it, Dominic? It's like the 28th through the 31st. um, You need to go to Nashville um it is going to be as good as good as it gets go to starcast.com and get some more details and go to rickflareslastmatch.com and get some details on that because guys it is an unbelievable unbelievable event and dominic and i will be there hey you know what
0: else you can get on that site go to boxy gimmicks and the wall of horseman i'll stand up right now Ooh, look at that i made this baby so,
1: yeah, the enforcer Arne Anderson needed a uh, new t-shirt design and Dominic answered the call. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, go to boxgimmicks.com, check out the Four Horsemen shop. Guys, this is just so uh, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's so much cool stuff going on, but really, most most importantly, more than anything, go to starcast.com, check that out. Go to adfreeshows.com, check that out. Go to com. check that out. Uh because guys, it is this is we're talking about wrestling history. Right. Here about to happen at the end of this month is wrestling history.
0: And can, five is going to be a fucking blast. And you can be part of it gang.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, John, let's get yours. I, this is WWE related, but I, I will, I will happily get this for you. Theory wins the U S title from Lashley, then cashes in the case on reigns and Lashley and wins both world titles. Um, yeah, I guess that could kind of work. I, I kind of like that. Um, you know, especially if they're putting all their chips behind theory, um, you know uh people have their opinions about him um i interviewed him uh at wrestlemania and um yeah, I, I had a good interview with him and everything like that um but i mean hey there's reports about him too so you know it it uh, just kind of depends if that's who you're running behind if that's who w vince For uh, ever how long he's going to be there, if that's who he wants to put his chips behind, then yes, that makes perfect sense to do. I think from your perspective of of pitching it as an angle and a storyline makes awesome sense. I think that's how I would do it, honestly, Um, because you want to get both titles on somebody that's there all the time. Uh, Reigns is doing his own thing, and Reigns is his own star. To that, all that being—and that's kind of an out to have, you know, if you have somebody cash in and get the win— you're not necessarily damaging Reigns and you're not necessarily damaging Lesnar. It's just moving on. Um, but it, if you want Reigns' loss to mean more, I wouldn't necessarily do that then. Just kind of my
1: opinion. So, I'm Marcus. Do you have any thoughts on that? I know you don't watch W a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I've caught a little bit of Austin Theory. Nesha's saying uh, she doesn't see it. And I don't see it with his gimmick, I see it with the dude. Um, so I, I like this whole selfie business, which I don't know a ton about because I don't really watch that much WWE. But the whole like selfie sort of a deal, uh, I'm like, eh not, don't like it. Not kind but, of my thing, no. But uh, I see potential in the human being.
0: Okay, cool. Um, anything else you want to plug real quick, Mark? No, man, I gotta,
1: I gotta split.
0: You gotta roll out, Mama. So do I. But hey, yes. Uh, I work for MLW. I do their weekly recaps and uh, check them out. I think they're the best wrestling promotion, going week in and week out. Pound for pound, best bang for your buck podcast. Heat. Uh, check out the new Kevin Nash show coming this Monday. You are going to. I'm telling you, this podcast. And I'm not just saying this. This podcast has the the ability, the capability to reach outside of wrestling. I think that the dynamic between Sean Oliver and Big Kev is super good. The first episode is going to be on Scott Hall, my favorite wrestler of all time, but they touch upon so much in that episode, and there's so much from funny to emotional to everything is in that podcast. You are not going to want to miss this. Tune into that. Tune into the Gentleman Villain podcast with William Regal. You get an education, full-blown education, breakdown, everything, one-of-a-kind kind of show. You get a lot of fun with the Road dog. oh, you didn't know, podcast. So much stuff. Him and Ryan have great chemistry together and they just have a fucking blast. And it's a fun show to be a part of. Matt Hardy is a great balance of all of that. The extreme life of Matt Hardy. Dang, he gives such great insight. Modern day star in in the business right now, gives his perspective week in and week out, but goes back and touches upon the the star power. That is the Hardy Boys. So tune into that. Wiser Wrestling is also a great show that you can they just had Kurt Angle on there as a special guest, but You get a whole different flavor of it all. So, those are some of the podcasts I work for. But very much so, they're a lot of fun. I sit in on these, willingly just sit on these, just because I love doing it. So, okay. I think that's all I got.
1: Out of breath. All right, guys. Stephen, happy birthday again. Yeah. Happy birthday, guys. Everybody. Good to to see you all. Yeah, great to see see you guys. We'll we'll try to be more consistent. Um, Obviously, that weekend of Ric Flair's last match, Dominic and I will both be out of town, so we won't be able to record. Uh, But we will try to be more consistent for you guys. Uh, But uh, we will see you next time, right here on Two Dynamite Dudes. All right. See you guys. See you guys.